Hello, welcome to Tay 2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Safe and Sound from Red, Taylor's version. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Originally from The Hunger Games. Yes. And today we are discussing the song Seven from Folklore. Seven is the seventh track on Folklore. Funny how she did that. Love it. Folklore was released on July 24th, 2020, and this song was co-written by Aaron Dessner. Our guy. Our guy. Seven was played on the Long Pond Studio documentary, which was awesome. It was really cool to see her play that there. And heads up, following is a spoiler for the Eras Tour. So if you don't want to hear it, uh, skip ahead a little bit. 30 Uh, seconds. About 30 seconds, yeah. So Seven is currently being used as a transition between the Red and Folklore sets on the Eras Tour. It is spoken word, and I have not personally heard it yet since I want the transitions to be unspoiled, so I don't know how much of it 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 is, but on setlist.fm, it has it saying, like, spoken word transition sort of thing. So I... I know how much it is, but I'm not going to spoil it for Devin right here. (laughs) Cool. And it begs the question, will she play it as a surprise song since it is part of this spoken word thing? And I say yes, because State of Grace is also played... In the Eras tour as a transition. Oh, I didn't know that. And so she played State of Grace as a surprise song. So I do believe Seven is still in play. I think she will be playing it in Pittsburgh since she did not play it in Philadelphia. I agree with you. I think it'll be saved for Pittsburgh because she used the Eagles t-shirt with Gold Rush. I still think it's the Eagles band, but whatever. (laughs) Devin, Mm -hmm. what do you think about Seven, (laughs) which rhymes? What, Devin, what do I think about of Seven? seven? Yeah, that oh, makes me think of... Uh, in heaven? That makes me think of a, a child that Devin and I both know who remembered Devin's name while he was learning numbers and went, Devin, Seven! Yes. So cute. So we, we know that Seven rhymes with Devin. <laughs> okay, which Devin. Which is pretty cool. What do you think about the song? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one of my least listened to mm-hmm. on Folklore. I absolutely adore this album and... It was my birthday album. It got us through the early times of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It was a total surprise and was just like absolutely necessary for getting us through. I mean, it just brought us so much joy and and every day we were listening to this album. Yeah. I think that this song was at a disadvantage from the start because she placed it between Mirrorball and August. And those are my two favorite songs on the album. And so you hear Mirrorball, and I was like, oh my god, I love this song. And then you get Seven, and I was like, oh. And then August, and it was just like, oh my god, I love this song. <laughs> so I, I think that from the get-go, from the very first listen even, this song had a disadvantage in that way. I don't seek this song out, really, and I will say that it is usually a skip for me. There are aspects of it that are quite lovely. Taylor's voice is so ethereal and whimsical here, Mm. and it very much works for what she is singing about. I love that this is the seventh track. Mm -hmm. I love because Taylor just does that. There are some really nice harmonies here. And the lyrics are really interesting as well. Great images of childhood. You have, like, her on a swing set, and she's scared of jumping into the water. Her drinking sweet tea, playing pretend pirates, you know. 
but there are also sinister aspects mm. to this song as well of your dad is always mad and i think you should come live with me and we can be pirates and that way you won't have to cry or hide in the closet mm-hmm. like those are definitely uh, dark images and it sounds like this friend of hers had a very challenging family life and uh, they didn't really know how to cope you know with it in 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 a way or understand and so they played pretend and they tried to you know make it into a game and and have her friend come over and and they'll escape to india and and it'll be great and it'll be passed down like a folk song and so all i hope is that this friend is okay Mm. (laughs) whoever this is whoever she's talking about in this and I'm very interested with Gossip Gab to see, like, if this was a real experience of Taylor's, was part of this fictionalized, if there are parts of it, what parts are what. Mm. So very interested for Gossip Gab there. One major thing that irks me (laughs) in this song is her pause between seven and feet. Mm. When she sings, I hit my peak at seven feet. Mm -hmm. It sounds like she hit her peak at seven. (laughs) I think that's what it is. Like, but there's no way that Taylor can think that she peaked at seven. Well, in terms of, like, freedom of expressing her emotions, maybe. But the line is, she peaked at seven feet in the swing over the creek. Like, she's up seven feet. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I think the way that she sings it, the way it's written, it's it can either be, she hit her peak at seven... Feet in the swing over the creek, like her feet were in the swing. Mm-hmm. Like she maybe she's standing on the swing, you know? Mm-hmm. Or she hit her peak at seven feet mm-hmm. while she's in the swing. It's both, it can be both meanings. But she's looking back on childhood fondly. So she could be saying, like, I hit my peak at seven, I was free. Mm. I think it can have both meanings. Mm. It's okay that you don't like mm-hmm. what it is, but yeah. I think that's kind of what the vibe is. I have a big pet peeve of lines being broken up because of the melody. Yeah. If any of you ever watched Julian the Phantoms, fantastic show, great, by the great way. Great show. Just, just, but also just know there's only a season one and it ends with a cliffhanger. Yeah. And it's something you want to know. So like if you go into it, just be prepared that they're not getting a season two. But so good. But still so good. On but there's, Netflix. There's just one song and it's called Unsaid Emily. And the last line of, of this song he he says i the words i never meant to leave unsaid emily but then he he says uh, to leave pause 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 unsaid emily and so unsaid emily doesn't make any sense because the line is the words that i m- meant to leave unsaid comma emily yes and it kills me every time <laughs> it kills me every single still time still a great song <laughs> great and song, a great show <laughs> but it kills me every time and so like it's it's a huge thing for me and taylor does it in other songs of hers as well musicians do it in other songs all the time but as a musical theater person i like to have a finished line mm, i you see know? yes it happens all the time it is it's just one of my pe- and <laughs> and it's so pronounced at the beginning of this song yeah. that i'm like <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yes, maybe she did hit her peak at seven. Maybe she thinks she did. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so. or, you know, when she's on the swing, seven feet high. It mm-hmm. could be both, yeah. And then with that, this is the only time she mentions seven in the song. And I have thought as I listened to the song the whole time that she is seven in these memories. 
And I'm guessing that that is the case. I think so. We don't know, but that's what I assume too, yeah. I know that this is a a fan favorite of a lot of Swifties, and that's awesome. Yeah, Devin's worried about getting skewered this episode. I'm I'm never actually worried because I always get skewered. (laughs) (laughs) I think one of our, uh, we got a new patron, and she was totally shocked by our rankings our album rankings Mm. and then she said but don't worry i'm gonna swap it around and Devin, you're gonna hate my rankings so (laughs) (laughs) well and that's what's cool we all have different favorites for sure and i i am unapologetic gab what do you think of seven i am mixed on seven so my biggest issue with seven is the way that it starts i don't really like the start of the song Mm. and how where Taylor's voice sits on the lines like the please picture me in the trees, the whole first verse. Something about it just like isn't pleasing to my ear. Mm. I just like I don't like that part of the song. But I love when it goes into the chorus. Mm -hmm. And I think Taylor sounds so good there. And the lyrics just kind of flow really well. And they like work super well for the nostalgic summer feeling that she was evoking. Sweet tea in the summer, cross your heart, won't tell no other, are instantly visual lyrics that put you in the action of the song, take you back to your childhood. Like, it's all just very, like, sweet and nostalgic Mm -hmm. and, you know, playing outside vibes. Like, it all, it really evokes it. And really, the whole chorus, I think, is super iconic. It's also really smart of Taylor just to have some, like, truly memorable and quotable lyrics in this song. I love you to the moon and to Saturn, I think, is, like, instantly iconic. For sure. And, like, great for the fandom, as well as Are There Still Beautiful Things, which is a lyric that she wrote while we were in quarantine and so full of despair. And it's just, like, such a powerful lyric. Yeah. And I think something that many of us felt during that scary time, like, mm-hmm. Are There Still Beautiful Things? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Taylor telling the story of childhood innocence and not fully understanding the circumstances her friend was experiencing, but later realizing it later in life is just such a beautiful and powerful way to look like through the lens of childhood innocence Mm. and like friends wanting to just protect each other and play pretend. And I really like that aspect of this song and just like the idea of like the non-judgmental way of children if that makes sense yeah and the quick friendships and you can have one little thing in common and someone could become your friend as a child like immediately yeah yeah and just like the idea and like the willingness to play pretend which we lose so much of as Mm -hmm. we get older you know loss of innocence yeah for sure yeah so I, i i like that so i like the subject matter of this song and i think it's really well written i just don't like that beginning the sound at the beginning. I like the lyrics throughout mm. the song. Do you like it when it comes back later? I like it more when it comes back later. Mm. I don't know why. But I don't I still don't love that. What I think it's like the production part. Mm. Just like where it sits, it just is not as enjoyable to me as the rest of the song. Yeah, okay. And like, I don't know if it's the bridge where she talks about like playing pirates Mm -hmm. and stuff, but that, I like how that all sounds too. Yeah. So I like, I'd say like 75% of this song a lot. And then also all the lyrics. And I also, I love that the song ends with passed down like folk songs, our love lasts so long. I think it's just like a perfect thesis for folklore and a really nice way to end the Mm. song. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Devin, mm-hmm. do you relate to Seven? There was this kid who lived next to my grandma 
uh, when I was growing up, who seemed to really not have a great family life. Mm. Um, I actually don't even remember ever seeing his dad. Mm. I just remember his mom a little bit, but... My grandma never wanted us playing with him. And if we did play with him, he couldn't go inside her house. So we would always have to play with him outside. Or if we wanted to play inside, if if it was raining or whatever, Mm. we would have to go over to his house, me and my brother. Um, And I didn't really understand why uh, when I was a kid. But, you know, I I feel like she knew the parents and understood that dynamic and probably didn't want thinking that if his parents were trouble, maybe... He was trouble, the kid Mm. was trouble, and so didn't want to deal with that or have to deal with the parents ever or whatever. And so, like, she just didn't like this kid, like, from the get-go. You know, he he was fun, and I remember playing with him quite a lot and, you know, playing with, like, chalk on the driveway and running around in the backyard with, like, a soccer ball Mm. and stuff. And and I just, I hope he's doing okay. That's sad. Yeah. That's really sad. Yeah, so, like, I do relate to, to a kid, you know, who... Who has your, you befriend that kid and all you do is know like the fun in because the play. in the play yeah, because that's what kids. you're doing. And yet there are these overtones of, or undertones, however you want to see it, of, of darkness mm. and, you know, you shouldn't be playing with that kid hmm. and he's bad news and hmm. that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, poor kid. I hope he's, hope okay. he's okay. Which kind of makes me think a little bit of the Olivia Rodrigo song, Hope You're Okay. It's also similar subject matter. Yeah. Yeah. Do you relate, Gab? Um, Not in such a direct way, um, but this song makes me think of a childhood friend I had in preschool that moved away while we were still in preschool. Mm. And my recollection of her is like, pretty fuzzy because we were young but I remember playing dress up and having tea parties with her and weirdly enough her name was Taylor and Ah. she had curly blonde hair (laughs) I know it's not Taylor Swift because I grew up in New Jersey not Pennsylvania and I also know the girl's last name I'm obviously not going to share it here for privacy reasons but I think her dad was like on TV or something I don't know that's why they moved away because he was got some kind of job Mm. newscast i don't know Mm. really the details but all i have is like these vague memories and one photo of us playing dress up interesting and so that whole like i I, though i can't recall your face i still have love for you that's so relatable so real i think it's really interesting to think back on those like young childhood friendships that you can't fully recall but like also know that like you have love for that person for the friendship they gave you at that time yeah how like real like childhood friendships can just be so pure and non-judgmental yeah and like that's such a beautiful thing absolutely um and i don't remember any specifics but i just like you know remember having fun with this person (laughs) and so i i think the song is very relatable in that way and i'm sure so many people have someone who was a friend at some point that they grew away from or lost touch with or Mm -hmm. like didn't even really fully remember being friends with yeah. So this song makes me think of curly blonde haired Taylor. Curly blonde haired Taylor. From New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember the name of this kid. Wow. Yeah. 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 And I can't. You're right. the The face is fuzzy. Well, that's like. Recently, we had friends um, who were from our hometown who moved, and they sent me a video of a tea party birthday I had. I think it was like my fourth or fifth birthday, something like that. And around the table, you're looking at all these kids that were at this birthday party. I knew two out of like seven yeah. kids. Yeah. I had no idea who the rest of them were. Like zero clue. Zero. And that's so crazy. Yeah. But that's, you know, life. You grow up, you go to different schools, people move, yep. people, you know, change. It's, yeah. But so I relate into that like nostalgic summer way. 
Yeah. Also, I love sweet tea. I didn't discover sweet tea until... We went to... Five years ago. We went to Charleston. To Charleston, right. Yeah, and I had sweet tea for the first time in my life, and it was epic. Life-changing. Life-changing, so I love sweet tea in the summer. Thumb, thumbs up for sweet tea. Yeah, not a lot around these parts here nope. in New York, but... Nope. <laughs> I mean, you can just pour You can just pour a pound of sugar into your iced yeah, tea. Yeah, but like seeing it, like making it yourself makes you feel like, whoa, that's a lot of sugar. But just getting it at a restaurant, you're yeah, just you're you're drinking just like, your sweet oh, tea. Yeah, okay, it's your sweet tea. I, I, you know, I was just being like, you know, part of the culture, drinking sweet tea. Yeah, and you were like, do you have any unsweet tea and they're like no and i was like okay i'm drinking sweet tea i love tea all tea so um yeah i like that lyric funny (laughs) well now we get to the segment of gossip as we know taylor grew up on a christmas tree farm in redding pennsylvania which is referenced, I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. Devin just gave me a look, everybody. Reading? I'm pretty sure it's Reading. Well, someone from Pennsylvania, let us know. Reference in the lyrics, please picture me in the trees, and I was high in the sky with Pennsylvania under me. The song seems to be about Taylor looking back on her childhood and recalling the purity of having a close friend and the then seven-year-old Taylor's inability to understand the abuse her friend was experiencing but realizing it years later. Mm. It's a song about childhood innocence and the loss of that innocence. Mm -hmm. From what you said, Devin, I think part of it is maybe based in truth and an idea vaguely. And then I think part of it is a made up story in folklore. And I think that's a lot of this album. Yeah. For some people, this song made them think of the book, movie, and musical Matilda Mm -hmm. by Roald Dahl, where the young character is in a similar family situation, you know, abused and mistreated by her family. And um, in the book, her best friend, Lavender, wears braids. Right. Your braids like a pattern. Yes. And then Miss Crunchbull will throw you uh, over the field. If you have pigtails. With the braids. Yeah. Well, and then also, like, the whole, like, and hide in the closet, like, the chokey could be that. It's vague. The yeah. ideas of Matilda could have maybe For influenced sure. part of it. And then another potential influence is the lyric, pack your dolls in a sweater, we'll move to India forever. For me, this one, like, definitely Mm -hmm. feels inspired by the novel and 1995 film A Little Princess, Mm -hmm. which I read as a child, and Taylor may have as well, because we're not too far in age. In it, the main character is born in India while her father is stationed there for the military, but then she's sent to boarding school while he's, like, in more active fighting. And without giving too much of the story away, because I think it's such a good story Um, And everyone should read it or watch the movie. But there are just, like, many ups and downs in the story uh, with mistreatment at the boarding school when her Mm -hmm. family circumstances change. And in the story, India is seen as the character's safe space. And, you know, where she remembered having, like, a good, safe family life. And it's romanticized. Um, And in the film, I think the main character and um, someone she befriends at the school even have, like, an India-themed tea party. Mm -hmm. And I definitely feel like this lyric is a reference to this story. I actually rewatched this movie during our lockdown. And um, I watched a lot of childhood movies. (laughs) Still looking for those. Are there still beautiful things, you know? Yeah. And so that lyric feels super inspired by A Little Princess. Yeah, I feel like I might also have a little bit of um, Secret Garden in there, too, because she, her family was in India and then... Like her whole, the whole village that they were in dies of cholera mm. and she's the only like survivor and they send her to live with her uncle Archibald. 
Yeah, and then and and the they Sega God make and, friends. And yeah. I could see that, too. And she's kind of mistreated by Archibald because he doesn't know how to deal with a, with a kid. And it's just like, what's going on here? But then there's a secret garden. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I That's could totally see that. That's the plot, everybody. <laughs> I mean, and we know Taylor likes classics, and as we read some of them, she's confirmed some. So yeah. I think that literary references are always pretty likely when it comes to Taylor. Yeah. Seven was the second song that Taylor and Aaron Dessner wrote for Folklore following Cardigan. Oh. Yeah. Aaron Dessner described Seven to Rolling Stone as, quote, a nostalgic emotional folk song. Even before she sang it, I felt this nostalgia, wistful feeling in it, and I think that's what she gravitated towards. Sure. In regards to the lyrics, passed down like folk songs, our love lasts so long, Desner told Vulture he considers it to be one of the most important lyrics on the on the album. That's what this album is doing, he said. It's passing down. It's memorializing love, childhood, and memories. It's a folkloric way of processing. Ooh. Mm. A folkloric. Yes. I, I didn't even realize that was a word. Oh, yeah. It's a descriptor. Oh. Mm. You can turn folklore into an adjective. That's yes. crazy. Yes. In the Long Pond Studio Sessions, about seven, Taylor said... I've always wondered when I see a kid throwing a massive tantrum in a grocery store, part of me is like, man, I feel you. <laughs> like, when did I stop doing that when I was upset? When did I stop being so outraged that I would throw myself on the floor and throw the cereal at my mom? Hmm. The idea is please picture me before I learn civility. I used to scream any time I wanted. Obviously, you know we can't be throwing tantrums all the time, and we learn that's not the right thing to do, but there's something lost there, too. Hmm. So that idea of like maybe you're your truest self at seven when you can just let your all your emotions out in that way. Could be. Before you're, I learned civility. Yeah. I like that lyric a so, lot. Yeah, maybe Taylor does think her peak was at seven. Yeah, and I love like I used to scream so ferociously anytime I wanted. Oh yeah. Mm. Like the I love those lyrics, even if I don't love like the production of that part. Sure. Yeah. Okay, Devin, mm-hmm. what's your favorite line in seven? Uh, I think what Aaron thought was the best line. Ooh. Passed down like folk songs, the love lasts so long. I love it. Yeah, I mean, what's what's so cool about this song is that it, it will trigger memories for, I think, anyone who listens to it. Yeah. And that's really cool. That's special. And, I mean, so many of Taylor's songs do that, and so many songs, especially here on Folklore, do that. I mean, like, there's so much that's relatable. It, it's really interesting to think of when she was writing this stuff, she had all this time to just, like, sit and think and ponder and wonder. And, mm. and that's, you know, folk folkloric everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and and she gave us this incredible life-saving, I think, album. Yeah. Like, just, it's so cool. And, and so even though this isn't one of my favorites, like, it's still really interesting and cool. And I, and I love that it can affect people in so many different ways. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Gab, what is your favorite line? I absolutely love the line, love you to the moon and to Saturn. Of course. I love how it sounds when she sings it. It's love so Love you to cute. the moon and to Saturn. It takes like, you know, love you to the moon and it like adds extra. Mm. Like I love you to the moon and to Saturn. And that's quite. Even further. Quite a distance. I love you a lot. Yeah. I just think it's really sweet and special, and I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Okay, Devin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little nervous. <laughs> From one to ten sweet teas, what do you give seven? It's okay. You can be honest. It's a safe space. No, I know I can be honest. I'm just trying to think of my honest answer. And I think I'm going to give seven four. 
okay. sweet teas. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to give it four. Because, you know, I do relate to it quite a bit. Mm. And, and I think that that says something for sure. Even though I don't like the song, it's still relatable. Mm. Like, I think that that's pretty cool. Mm. It does have aspects that are really nice. Her voice is great. As you said, the lyrics are fantastic. It paints such cool pictures. Yeah. And I just, I don't really have the ear for it. Mm. I just, it, you, what you said, it's a lot of the song is just really not my jam, not pleasing mm. to, to listen to for me. Especially sandwiched between Mirabal and August. <laughs> so... Gab from one to ten sweet teas, what do you give? Seven. I give seven seven sweet teas. Look at that. Just worked out that wow. way. Just worked out that way. <laughs> you know, I like a lot of this song. I do listen to it much more than you. Um it's not one of my top tops, so I feel like seven's like a nice place for it. Okay. Yeah. I, I swore you're gonna give it lower. No, I think this song has grown on me much more than you. Uh, cool. Yeah. Cool. I think I love this whole album. Yeah. I do too. For sure. <laughs> we do have to go back though and listen to all of our rankings because I feel like we as do. time has gone on, I've become a more and more generous ranker. I and I some songs have definitely changed. Yeah. And I just go with me. my gut too. At, in the moment, right. <laughs> so I feel like what we might do is and, and we're still you know in progress is that once we get through the whole alphabet if we ever get through the whole alphabet we're going to get through the whole alphabet because, because she's we'll releasing, releasing so much new music, stuff yeah is that we're going to go through and maybe go like letter by letter and talk about like are there any changes we would make in terms of like rankings or yeah. ratings and whatever especially now that we have always having new songs to add into the alphabet so yeah, it changes um, some things around. It does. And I think I've just become a higher grader as I as we go along. And I think I've just been getting more and more yeehaw. <laughs> you have been. As as time goes on. Dev is so ready for debut Taylor's oh. version. Oh yeah. <laughs> Listen along with us. You can check us out on Instagram at Tazy Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Yes. Is Seven your stand song? Is yes. this your favorite song? It doesn't make you emotional. We want to hear it all. Mm-hmm. We love difference of opinion. So yes. it's okay if you don't agree with us. A lot of people love this song. We all have different opinions, and that's what makes Taylor's music so special. And remember, you can find exclusive bonus content on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Tazy Podcast. Yes, and thank you to our newest patron melissa parr thank you thank Thank you you. and as always thank you to our patrons you are the absolute best you make our job awesome and we couldn't do it without you thank you well next episode we're going to 1989 with shake it off come hang with us i'm Devin, and i'm gab this has been tate to see thanks for listening see you next time